Welcome to Raised on D&D, the podcast that inspires families to play tabletop role-playing games together. Raised on D&D is an excellent resource for parents who want to share the love of tabletop role-playing games with their children. I'm your host, Nick Cardarelli. For the next 30 minutes on Raised on D&D, I'm going to be joined by some guests and we're going to talk about the different aspects of gaming as a family. My next guest is a native Floridian who enjoys running for fitness, makeup tutorials, and hanging out with her friends. She one day hopes to visit Santorini, Greece, and she's certified through the Red Cross as a babysitter. Please welcome my daughter, Lexi Cardarelli. Hi, Lexi. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you on the show. Um, talking about playing role-playing games with your family. Awesome. Now, you've always been around the game table. Yes. Even as a tiny little baby, we were feeding you a bottle uh, while playing our campaigns. But, yeah. But can you tell us your earliest memory of role-playing with, with your family? I think the earliest memory that I can like remember the game, because I can always remember sitting around the table, but I think my earliest memory of the game would be when I was about seven years old. We played a game called Camp Myth. Now, Camp Myth was based on a fiction book series, um, and it was created by Third Eye Games. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about what you remember about Camp Myth? Gosh, it was a really long time ago, but I was like a fox girl thing. Like, I was like part human, part fox. So I think, I think that's called a kitsune. A kitsune. Okay, yeah, that was really cool. And I remember uh, it was like a summer camp for all mythical creatures. Mm -hmm. So um, there were like minotaurs and cyclops and everything you would hear in any type of mythology. It was really cool. And you had to earn badges in every episode that you played. So the first one that I can remember we had to go into the woods and collect a phoenix feather. Can you share like your favorite role-playing game experience? Oh wow, I gotta pick one. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite was during the year campaign that we did mm -hmm. um, with my brothers and my cousin and my mom. I played a elf sorceress, mm -hmm. and um, that was great. My, I remember, like... Do you remember what your brothers and your cousin and yes, your mom um, played? My, my mom was a dwarf. Mm -hmm. My, uh, Josh, he was a paladin. I think he was human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was human. Um, and he was a knight paladin. And, um, Zach, he was a half-orc. Yeah. Because I remember an episode where somebody called him half-breed. So, yeah, I think he was half-orc. And then, um, Caleb was a human. My cousin was a human. And he was a fighter. And I think one of my favorite memories was, um... When Caleb joined, Caleb was so excited to play this game because he had never played before, 
and growing up playing it, I didn't really have any recollection of somebody's reaction to a character sheet or anything because I had always been around it and my brothers had always played it. So not only was it first time playing with somebody who I never played before, it was the first time playing with somebody who wasn't my brothers. So that was great. And um, my favorite memory was when he joined and we had to fight a ogre? troll was it a troll yeah it was a troll because i remember his teeth came out it was cool um but caleb he was so excited he just everything made him excited about what he was going to do next and uh what what the troll's reaction was going to be and um i think he cheered when like he stabbed it or something and he was like yes and that was so great and then I did like magic missile on it and acid splash and that was awesome um acid splash is my favorite that day I was like yes most damage let's do it so that's my favorite that was my favorite that campaign so really introducing someone new to the game was really exciting for you yes it was um because Everybody I had ever played before was either family or they had been playing for 20 years. So um, meeting somebody and realizing, oh, you've never played it before? What? Were you crazy? Like, what's going on? Um, And then seeing them uh, understand it and experience it for the first time, that was great. What a... uh, Now, you said it was hard to pick a favorite part of that campaign... Um, was there like a, a part of that campaign that, you know, it wasn't your favorite at the time, but now looking back, maybe you feel different about it? Yes, there was. Um, during the campaign, um, we had this time wizard or something, and he, he could control going back in time. And, um, we ended up going to the future, and at the time I was like, that sucks, this is a, um, renaissance fantasy game, it's not a sci-fi game, why are you changing it, I miss my character back when, you know, uh, she was in the renaissance, I miss taverns and stuff, what, no dad, no, you change it back, you know, it really, you know, stunk. Because you guys went to the future, and going to the future um, went from a medieval fantasy to a a sci-fi space opera fantasy, right? Yes. Yes. It was very different. And um, I wasn't quite sure that we were going to go back to the um, uh, fantasy gameplay, the Renaissance gameplay, but... um, that's what worried me. I didn't like change at the time because of my age, and I didn't like being unsure of what was going to happen because it was consistent, you know? It was just a, one of these monsters that you know about is going to come around, or, you know, a new monster, but it'd always be the same. You win and, or something like that, or you die, you know, stuff happens. But um, n- not knowing what monsters you were going to find, not knowing what species you were going to encounter. It was very 
aggravating for me at the time. But now that was awesome, you know? Now that was, it was new and different and like I like change now depending on what it is. So looking back, that was a great moment in the game. But at the moment, at in the time that it happened, it was not. So that, uh, so when you, when you were in the moment of traveling to the future, that was kind of scary um, and unpredictable. But yeah. now looking back, you go, wow, that was, that was epic. Yeah. I think, and not a lot of people can say that that happened during their campaigns. So. No, no, it was very unique. Um, and, and it was a very, it was very cool because we were, we were playing Pathfinder at the time yeah. and Starfinder came out mm-hmm. and we wanted to try Starfinder, but we were so invested in that campaign yeah. and those characters. There, every game that we played was part of that campaign. So, and, and if we got a night with Caleb, cause he had baseball. So if we got a night with him, we were doing that campaign and no, no excuses. So, um, unless we wanted to stay up till one in the morning, which we couldn't, mm-hmm. we had to intertwine it. Mm-hmm. Well, in that and uh, and and plus, you had the time traveling wizard as the bad guy, uh-huh. and you guys had 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 run down that storyline. And then, the, yeah. for me as the game master, the next logical step was to take you to the future. So you've so. you but you've played. You mentioned Camp Myth earlier, um, but you've played quite a few different role playing games besides Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yes, it, and. Uh, do you remember uh, all the different kinds of games that you played? Mermaid Adventures. I mean, I don't really remember the adventure because I was so little. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was so excited because it was mermaids and I was a little girl. So, of course, mermaids, yay, mermaids, princesses, fairies, you know, whatever. Um, so, um, that was one. And there was. Well, I remember you played Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars was great. Yeah. I was a Twi'lek in that one. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I think I was a Twi'lek. That yeah. was so cool. And we had... T- it was like a space pirate or something. And um, we were on his ship trying to steal it. And that was that was great. Okay. There was like distractions and then we shot people. <laughs> you know, like it was it was like kill the bad guys, distract the bad guys. It was, it was just all over the place. That was great. Star did, Wars was awesome. Did you uh, did you remember um, the Mutants and Masterminds uh, adventure where you played superheroes and you got to play your favorite superhero? Yes, I remember that because I was Black Canary. And at the time, Black Canary was just awesome to me. I loved Black Canary. She was cool and different because I was always a Wonder Woman girl and then I was like oh wait there are all these other female superheroes and Black Canary just struck me as awesome. <laughs> and what, how was it how did it feel different getting to play Black Canary versus um, in a role-playing game versus reading about her in a comic book or watching her on a cartoon? Um, I think a lot of the time, I'm trying to think, what would Black Canary do? Because, of course, like, when you're playing Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder, you're the character, it's whoever you want them to be. But playing a, a character who already has an established personality, 
you want to try to become that character instead of change the character into you. So I think it was a little hard because even though I was so enthusiastic about Black Canary, I didn't know a lot about her. I mean, I still like Black Canary, but I know a lot more about her personality and what she would do in a situation than um, I did because I was so young. But that was definitely great. Very cool. And do you remember anything about that um, adventure? Do you remember what the bad guys were or anything like that? I feel like I feel like I remember. Now correct me if I'm wrong. We were at a mall. Oh yeah, there's the part of the episode with and the I, mall. I think it was like a super villain or something that robbed them, a store. Mm-hmm. And Zach was Kid Flash. I don't remember who Josh was. He was a uh, Robin. Robin. Okay, yeah, that's right. Because they both wanted to be like um, youthful superheroes. They didn't want to be like um, I think. They didn't want to be the grown-ups. They wanted to be the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great adventure. And I remember um, we were all friends in that adventure. Mm-hmm. And we met up at the mall to hang out. And instead of us just hanging out at a mall, we ended up having to stop bad guys. And it was like, superheroes don't get breaks. <laughs> you know, that was funny. But just in-game, I didn't, you know, have a lot of en- envy issues in real life. But, like... <laughs> But maybe, maybe I did. I don't remember. I was little, you know, little girls do that. Did you have a favorite NPC, like a character that wasn't a player that you really liked in any of the games we played? Um, I mean, there's a lot to go through in my head right now. Sure. So, uh, let me scroll down the list, you know. Um, the first one that comes to mind for funny would be during the campaign that we had with Caleb during the I don't even know if I don't remember what to call it like if it had a name oh, or something making of legends making of legends okay during that campaign there was I was very charismatic mm-hmm. because at the time I I was I wanted to be the most beautiful person I wanted and elves were gorgeous so I wanted to be an elf and be beautiful and be very charismatic so all my like stats Charisma was my highest. So, uh, we were newcomers in the town. The head of the guard and his, like, second-hand man was around. And I thought, oh, well, I'll use my charisma so that they like us and don't get mad at us because they said that they didn't like how the Pathfinder Society would always step on their toes and get in the way of things instead of helping. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, well, I better do some charisma and diplomacy on this guy to make him lay off. That, instead, I did too well of a roll. I had been doing not, like, average, and then I think I got, like, an 18 or 19 on that roll. So the second-hand man, like, fell in love with me. Okay, so not the, like, the handsome, brave captain of the guard. Oh, this guy was wimpy. It was the, it was a cowardly, <laughs> wimpy sidekick. Yeah. And, I mean, I th- I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to imagine the head of the guard in love with me, because he was, like, an old man. But, um, definitely could have lived without the wimp being in love with me. But, um... 
that was hilarious looking back again like in the moment it was like really but um that was funny and i think that was my favorite npc because sometimes role-playing games are scary um do you remember like a scary scene um where you were afraid or you thought your character wasn't going to survive or something like that um that would have to be when we were in the castle of greyhawk because on the way there when we got to Greyhawk everybody had been saying oh you're gonna die oh nobody survives when they go in there and I was like wait uh, okay well we will we haven't died yet we barely ever get hurt you know because our team was awesome we worked together we knew we had memorized all of the stuff we were good at our dice liked us if that's what you, you know, people say we make a bad big joke because Uncle Sam, his dice did not like him. No pair of dice he's ever used have agreed with him. I don't know if he has a quality. <laughs> they don't get along. But um, we, I had used the same pair of dice that whole campaign, and they liked me. So I was like, oh, well, you're fine. We got to the castle. We fought one monster. I think they were like... No, on our way to the castle, we fought gnolls, and we almost died. And oh, we also fought this bug monster. Oh, the Umber Hulk. Umber Hulk, yeah. My fault, again. I think my, my character went to go pick up a stick to make into a torch, and it was a bone. And stupid me said, oh, my character shrieks and drops it. Yeah. So, guess what comes out of the ground? Yeah. So that was scary, and then we fought gnolls in the Underdark, right? That's mm-hmm. what that was. Yeah, and there were dark elves. Mm-hmm. We did. We just barely escaped from them, and I, I remember that adventure because what was it? Stone call, right? The spell that oh, I used. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't remember because I usually play rogues now, but um. Yeah, you caused the it caused avalanches. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, cavens. 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 Yeah. And they went on top of the elves and the gnolls, and we were safe, and we were able to leave. And that's when, like, uh, we we fought an owl bear after that, and all this stuff. You know, it, it's building up to the castle, but you almost die in all of it. Mm-hmm. One of the next adventure goes by, and then the other one goes by, and you're about to enter Greyhawk, and guess who comes back? It's like what? So. Those were scary, and then in the castle, there was a vampire that we had to fight, mm-hmm. and um, I did not, like, it was Dracula or something, and there was also Mind Flayers, and that was a scary adventure. <laughs> so you were already making up another character in your mind. Yeah, I was like, you huh, thought, you know, maybe end. I'll be something else. Am I going to be a sorceress next time? Like, I don't know. <laughs> So it's been uh, it's been a little while since you role played. Yes. It has. And um, so, do you miss it? Do you uh, are you um, are you are you hoping to get into another family campaign, or are you wanting to maybe game with your friends? Um, what are you thinking about next? Well, um, I do have some friends. I think the biggest thing was. Um, I just got, we like, me and my brothers, I got very, uh, it was very hard to not fight with my brothers when we were playing. I think, I mean, my whole life we've done that, you know, we're brother and sister, it's gonna happen. But I think it got to a point where 
my brothers were just really annoying and I just wanted my space more than ever so I stopped playing because I was trapped with them at the table for god knows how long and you can't just storm off when you're playing but I think if I were to play again um I would want to play with some of my friends that I've made over the summer because they've never played and they re- I think they'd really like it and we're always making jokes and stuff in real life so I'm like oh well it would be great to make jokes about um in the game because we like we already like stuff we already like fantasy stuff and sci-fi especially we all love Star Wars we all talk about it we all make jokes and we you know it'd be really great to play a game with them so do you think you would run the game do you think you oh, are uh, game I don't master? know about that I'm not no. very good I think it requires a lot of skill and imagination to be able to do that and um I think um I wouldn't be able to it's one thing when you're being told what's happening and you're able to picture it in your head because that's like reading a book or watching, you know, a podcast or listening to a podcast or something like that like this. But when you're making it up, especially if it was on the fly or if I had to write an adventure, I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. I think um, you would probably be great to introduce them to it. I think if you ran a game for me and my friends, that'd be good. So you, you think that um, uh, if you wanted to game with your friends that it would be better to have uh, a game master and then you could actually play. play it. Yeah. And I also think I don't want to be, like, I haven't even talked to them about it. I think that I wouldn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I've been playing this game my whole life. Here, I'll run a game for you guys. You know, like, I think uh, we'll all experience a new adventure that I've never played before and they've never played it for together because when you're all experiencing something new and different, it's easier to relate on it. What would advice would you give to maybe some of the families who are listening um, about, you know, getting the teenagers to sit down and, and play D&D? It just depends on their maturity level, but um, I would say um, that... Um, the advice to give would be not to be pushy. Okay. If they don't want to play it right away, don't get upset. Don't get, don't be like, oh man, you, you, you know, you're breaking my heart. You don't want to play this game. Don't be like that because it's just going to, you know, make them be like, oh my gosh, my parents are being so annoying. They want me to play, you know, they're forcing me to do something, which is going to make them resent it when they get older and they could probably never like the game. So don't be pushy as a, a... something not to do but something that somebody can do though to to help encourage the teenagers to put down the phone and sit down at the table and play Dungeons and Dragons well um I think there are like groups at like in our town there's one at the library yeah there's a Dungeons and Dragons group at the library yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that helps because you don't know the even though it might be intimidating because you don't know the kids there, but if you make friends there, like if you're shy and you don't have a lot of friends, if you make friends there and you like the game, then it might not seem as intimidating or as boring to play it with your parents. So with teenagers, what you're saying is is you're saying that 
um, either take them somewhere where other teenagers play it mm-hmm. and let them try it with them. Yes. Or your or your original suggestion was have them invite their friends over. Yeah. Um, for the parents to run the game for the teenager and the and their peers. And of course, like you could say, um, invite your friends over and we'll have a party and play the game. That sounds better because like. Hey, I'll order pizzas, and we can play a game, and it'll be really fun. Oh, so you guys it, can all design your own characters. Making it an, an event. Making it an event. Okay. So that that way you're not saying, "Hey, I want you guys to play a game with me." You're saying, "Oh, hey, let's you you know what we never do? We never have parties. Let's have a big party, and we'll play this game. It's really cool. You can design your own characters." Get them enthusiast, enthusiastic about it. Get Work it up, you know? And then um, they're going to go, hey, there's a party this Friday night at my house. Who wants to come? And then maybe five or six of their friends are going to show up, and then you're going to have a huge table. Then they're going to want to do that again. So, boom, you're good. You, you know, their kid, your kid wants to play it again. You can make it like a once-a-month thing. And then you can say, hey, how would you like to do it? Just a family game. And maybe if they have siblings, or how about, like, invite your other members of your family, like your uncles and your aunts and grandparents, and then have, like, maybe one of their friends, just so that they don't feel like, oh, I'm playing a game with my family. It could be like, oh, I'm playing a game with my cousin, or I'm playing a game with my best friend and my family, or my best friend, my family, and her family. You know, it, it, it makes it more of a party, not just a game. That sounds fantastic. You have literally been raised on D and D. Yes, like um, yeah, it's the the title of this podcast is my life. Is your life right? Um, and and what what do you think the most valuable lesson you've taken away from D and D so far? Um, well, I learned a lot about ethics. I learned when people are tricking you. Because there'd be, like, a villain who you thought was your friend, and then they'd say things, you know, that sounded really good, and then you'd, like, do something for them, like, give them gold, or run a mission for them, and then you find out, oh, that mission that you did actually endangered, like, a whole species, or a whole village of people, um, you know, something like that. So you can tell when people are manipulating you just a little bit. I mean, it's hard because when you're, you know, in middle school or whatever, it's easy to not, to ignore signs when you really want somebody's approval or something, so not a lot of times you know when somebody's manipulating you, but playing the game can help, and it can help with your social skills, like I said. Um, It helps to, like, I've always been a real talker, but when you imagine that you're not actually talking to a real person, you're talking to, uh, you know, like some species in a make-believe world. So you're not nervous about that what that person is thinking about because it's just an NPC. You don't have to worry about it. You're going to not see them after this one-timer, you know? So you don't have to worry about saying, letting something slip and then them making fun of you for it a week later. So it can help your social ability to talk to friends and make new friends because you're making new friends in the game. So not only do you have friends in the game, but you have friends in real life because you play the game with them. 
there's all kinds of things that you got to take away from from D and D. You got you learned about ethics. You learned about um, you got to learn about manipulation. Yeah. Um, you got to learn. Uh, you got to exercise social skills. You got yeah. to kind of take out frustration. And you and you said that you learned a lot about ethics, like like scenarios that you wouldn't have been able to be in without uh, the role-playing game, without Dungeons & Dragons, because you got into these situations where you had to kind of choose what was the best thing to do and what was the good thing and the heroic thing versus what was the selfish or evil thing to do. Yes, definitely. And, like, when you're seven years old and, you know, you don't really have a lot of dramatic experiences. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, there are kids at school and bullies and stuff like that, but it's not as dramatic as you can make it in D&D. &D. So, um, it's, it's, it's really cool. You know, I always wanted to do things on my own. So, getting to play an adult, and my, you know, you would say, the gay master would say, or the dungeon master would say, what do you want to do? And I'd be like, it, it's my choice. I can do whatever I want. You can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You're independent. You don't have to be like, what do I do? What do I say? You can do it yourself. So even though you're too young to do stuff on your own right now, the game makes it better because you can, you're not just Lexi. You're uh, Roxana or Ella who can do what she wants, say what she wants, and is a, like, a strong woman versus a dependent child. Okay. So it definitely gives you that freedom, that independence, yes, uh, and mm -hmm. lets you explore what being a grown-up and what being a, a strong hero is, is like. Yes. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for coming on the show today. No problem. It was great. And I hope that you'll come back on the show and maybe we'll throw that big party with some yeah, of your friends. Definitely. And I'll run a game and we can talk about that the next time you're on. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Thanks for listening to this month's Raised on D&D, the podcast about family and gaming. Be sure to like our page at www.facebook.com forward slash Raised on D&D podcast, where you can find exclusive content, transcripts of the episode, and links to the resources that we discussed. As always, happy gaming.